Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. And today on the show, we have Steve Gamlin, who is the motivational firewood guy. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Timothy. Thank you so much for having me here. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, no, of course. I'm looking forward to it, too. And uh, we like to jump right in. So if you could just start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Uh, my name is Steve Gamlin. I've been a professional speaker now for about 17 years, uh, former radio personality. What I love most is actually having conversations just like this with my clients, with show hosts all around the world. And in a lesson shared by my grandfather, leaving as many situations as I can better than I find them. And that's, that's this recurring program in my head and in my heart every single day. So I look forward to adding some value here in, in our time together. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so what you do for fun is literally this, like this is what you enjoy in life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> awesome. In, in the in the current era, you know, dressing nicely from the waist up and having amazing conversations with cool people. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about um, your motivation in day to day life. I know you just said that your grandpa kind of told you to leave everything better than you found it. But tell us a little bit of the yeah. background story behind that. Um. I got to be on this earth with him for about 41, 42 years. And he was a very simple man. And it was funny because in, in this day and age of so many people congratulating themselves on social media saying, look, I'm helping someone. Look how great I am. He was the simplest, coolest, kindest, quietest, most humble person I think I've ever known. And just observing him over the years, he never actually said the words about leaving situations better than you found him. He would just do it. And just by watching him, I picked it up. So I've always got my eyes open. Is there a piece of trash? Is there somebody who doesn't look like they're happy today that maybe I can share a smile with? Could I hold the door for that person carrying 18 packages into the post office? So it's almost become a game in a way, a really good one because you win every single time you play. And, and just in every part of my life, that's, that's been infused. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And I think it's a really important thing to have eyes for people that may need attention or situations that may need attention because you have a opportunity to do a really small thing and impact people in a really big way. Yeah, which I think is a very important thing to do in life. Yep. So I love that, Steve. Um, awesome. Well, now we're gonna go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. Tell us a little bit about your vision now as a speaker, as the motivational firewood guy, and kind of what you want that to be? You know, it's funny, there are so many people in my industry in the personal development world who, you know, they, they become TV preachers in a way they get up on stage, they have the thundering music, the lasers, the fog, and they say, I can change your life, just bring your credit card to that gentleman over there in the back of the room. And one of the things I, I want, I mean, I invested a bunch of money with those people over the years. Believe me, I've been through the ringer. One of the things I wanted to do as a speaker was, and this is what led to the phrase motivational firewood. 
I wanted to be somebody who, if you paid to hear me speak or come to see me at an event, you had a spark of something in your life. Maybe you weren't happy about something. Maybe you had a goal, hope, or dream you hadn't pursued yet. And if something I share gives you the guts, the confidence, the, the recklessness, whatever it is, the craziness, to go after your goal, whether it's a story, a lesson, a, a, something that happened to me, something I learned over the years, you take that little spark in your heart of wanting to do something, you apply that actionable item, a spark in a piece of wood, you create fire. So that's why I've said I can never change anyone's life. But if I share something that inspires you to go for it in one area of your life, however big or small that might be, that's my goal. Every single time I get on stage in front of an audience or on a Zoom call or anything I write or Facebook Live or a YouTube video, whatever it is, my goal is just to get somebody to understand that they can go after what they want and make it a bigger part of their lives. And as simple as that sounds, that actually is my ultimate goal in life, that every day I create something that helps somebody get to the next, even the littlest step in their lives. And some people say, I want a Lamborghini or a mansion or a yard or a private jet. Actually, all I want to do is help people and inspire them to see the greatness in themselves. Gotcha. I love that. And so your kind of goals, dreams, and visions for your company and for your life is to just kind of help people in the day-to-day, -day, no like ultimate long-term type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and to just do it on bigger and bigger and bigger stages and connect with cool people like yourself and just keep getting the message out there and just, and just have these conversations. You know, I'm, I'm not going to come on here and say, you know, Timothy, I've got these seven amazing steps to incredible success. You know, I don't go into the game show mode with anybody. It's, it's real conversations with real people. And every day I'm just looking to create the best version of myself to deliver that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And what are some of the things that you found people need to hear to kind of have that spark ignite and actually have them go take the action? I believe you need to be really clear on what it is you want. And because we were all raised with, I got a few birthday candles on you, but I was raised. Every year you set yourself a New Year's resolution. And, you know, these are the basic building blocks of goals, hopes, dreams, desired outcomes. But they're usually this big broad brush thing. And every year I would write things down like, I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want more money. Well, you know, the first you go to the gym that first day and you bench press a Volkswagen and you, you try to leg lift, you know, a pile of bricks and you can't walk for a week. And all of a sudden, you're not on a healthy journey anymore because it hurts. Or if you say you want to be happy, well, it's not really dialed in. You don't really know what that looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like, is like. So, so many of us, we say we want something, but we're so vague. And the wind can blow the wrong way, or you just wake up in a, in a mood, and it can all go away like that. Because you're not dialed into exactly what you want. Quantify it, not just broad brush and say, well, this might be nice. Really dial in and describe it. And then I have all my coaching clients say, tell me exactly what that looks like and attach all the senses they can to it. And then understand why they want it. Not just because my life stinks right now, but why do you want this as emotionally connected as possible? The more you attach to it, the more you can see it, the more you can describe it, the more you can feel it, the better your chances are of getting it and understanding when you got it. I mean, if you say, I want to be happy this year, 
And I say, Timothy, in the week between Christmas and New Year's, were you happy this year? Now in that week, it's colder, it's dark, <laughs> early. Yep. And you're, you're broad brushing the whole year. You're trying to think of, well, was I happier this year or not? You may just go to a couple of the negative things and think, oh, no, not really. But when you really dial it in and you start keeping track of your daily gratitudes and your wins, you start to understand that it's a progression towards something, not just an in-the-moment feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And what would you say to the person who is kind of getting started, writing out their dreams and goals, and, you know, they need to be specific, but they can't even think of what they want? Yeah. Um, with, with people like that, I start off with simple conversations. Tell me what that looks like or feels like, or how are you going to feel when you achieve that? Or have you ever had that before? Like some people say, I want to be healthier. Great. What number do you want to see on your scale? What do you mean? Well, if you're not happy with where you are right now, what number would make you happy? Well, this number. Great. Have you ever weighed that before? Yeah. Do you have a picture of you when you weighed that much? Yeah. Did you look happy? Oh, yeah. Make a fridge magnet out of it and put it on your fridge every day. And, and just start to, to really dial in. And most people, we don't know what we don't know. I mean, gosh, in my, you know, my earlier years, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know how to dial it in. I just wished for things. And then programs like The Secret came along, which I had the DVD in the early 2000s. And I agree with a lot of the stuff The Secret said. I just wish they hadn't given the starring role to a genie in a magic lamp. Because if you say, you know, your wish is my command. Well, okay, law of attraction, it does kind of energize around us and we attract and I get that, but it made it sound a little too much like wishing. So what I encourage people to do is figure out what you want, what it looks like, attach all your senses to it, really feel what it's going to be like to get there and then start taking the smallest little actions every day. You want to be healthier? Good. Put down that candy bar and eat something healthy. Eat a piece of fruit or a vegetable. Go to the gym, go for a walk. Don't sit on your butt. You know, if, you're, if your butt cheeks and your couch cushions are a marriage made in heaven and have not been separated for more than three hours at a time over the last 10 years, start moving. Yeah. Get healthier. Just get, get moving toward something and make better decisions along the way. And those little incremental steps will get you somewhere, which is better than just sitting. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's really important to get clarity and it's really important to take little action consistently towards those goals. But I guess um, if there was somebody out there and they were like, not only do I like can't get specific with what I want, but I don't even know what I'm passionate about, what I want my life to look like in three years and five years. How would you get that person to start sitting? Cause they've never thought about the future. Yeah. How would you get that person to sit down and really start focusing on what they want and finding their voice again? It's actually pretty, a pretty common thing. And I went through it as well. I mean, everything I share, all the programs I've created, all the stories I share have all come out of my journals over the years. And that's why when people say, Steve, how do you make up those stories you tell and lessons you share? I'm like, really? Have you not been paying attention? One of the greatest ways to get through that part of not knowing is to turn off all things electronic, anything that beeps, buzzes, vibrates, or distracts you go somewhere quiet and take these four tools. And this is the part where people go, oh, great, here comes the sales pitch. You already have our four tools, pen, paper, heart, mind. Bring a bunch of paper and a couple of pens and just start 
blasting out ideas. And this is the part where people go, this is overwhelming. Here's what I suggest. There are eight major parts of our lives, our career, our finances, our physical health, our emotional well-being, our relationships, our ethics, morals, and integrity, our spirituality and faith, and our connection to the world in a real way, because so many people feel isolated right now. In all these areas, just start to describe where your life is right now, what it feels like, and then start to think of a better version. What would that look like? Well, I feel so isolated because I'm not getting out. I don't have a lot of friends. I'm in this new area, whatever. Great. You want to meet some cool people? Find a place you can go volunteer for 30 minutes, one Saturday a month. Your connection will improve. Your emotions will be better. Start to think of the things that you enjoy and then find ways you can plug yourself in, uh, into the world, into your community, online, offline, in person, whatever it might be, but just blast the ideas out there. Don't edit and don't think about it and say, well, what? get it out there. And somewhere in all of these things that you are writing, describing a happier, better, more fun, healthier version of your life, somewhere in there is your next step, or at least part of your destination. So you can start to think, well, okay, what would I need to do today? One tiny thing, one phone call, one conversation, one little walk to be healthier. What could I do today? And when you start moving towards something, you start to realize when you look over your shoulder, how far you've already come. And that you're on a journey. It's not just showing up every day to see what happens. You become an intentional part of your journey, moving toward things. And not just sitting in a tube in a river, letting the water take you somewhere. You're actually using your hands. You're paddling. You're controlling your destinations a bit. And it's very overwhelming at first for a lot of people. I get it. I've been there. But when you start to do it consistently, building momentum, building your confidence along the way, your clarity gets a lot more focused and you might be amazed at how much more together you have it than you may have believed. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I guess our next question is take us through um, back when you started speaking, back when you really started directing your life and becoming really specific and clear on your goals. What caused you to take that first step? What was the spark in your heart? Uh, the big part of it actually goes back to when I was 24 years old and uh, I had not followed on a dream that I'd had since I was 10 of going into the radio industry and I had a friend of mine who kept bugging me. Hey man, how come you never followed your dream? You're broken, depressed, living on your grandfather's couch. You're a drag to be around because you're just bumming around. You're not doing anything. And so I finally realized I hadn't followed my dream. So I borrowed some money from my grandfather. And I went to broadcast school just south of Boston for an eight-week summer course. Got an internship at a radio station that we grew up listening to. And I drove to my friend's house because I hadn't seen him all summer. This was 1992. And he was so happy and so proud. And he goes, finally, you look excited about something. And you're doing this and this and this. And he was so proud. And three weeks later, he passed away. He had had cancer. He had beaten it a couple of times. And it just came back very quickly. So I did 10 years in radio. And then I blew that apart because I was, I was just fried. I did 15 years worth of hours in 10, burnt myself into the ground. And then I decided to become a speaker because I was just sharing my stories of how I was going to put my life back together and, and help others and include humor as part of it as well. And what struck me is I wanted to be the person for all of my audience members 
that my friend was for me. I want to help people to believe in themselves when they don't and to inspire them to take that one next step, how simple it was looking back, to take that one next step to believe in themselves more and prove to themselves they can do it. So as a speaker, that's my why. Every day, I wanna share something, whether it's here having a great conversation with you or social media or on a stage somewhere. My mission, my why is first off, leave situations better than I find them, but do that by helping people to believe in themselves. And that's, believe me, it took 17 questions from another friend to hit the nerve of that why, that spark. You know, we kept saying, why do you want to be a speaker? I want to help people. You know, all the motivational blah, blah, blah. And he finally dug deep enough and hit a nerve. And I was crying when I answered it. And I shared what I just shared now. I said, don't ever, ever forget that. And I haven't. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's really powerful. And it's kind of crazy how that worked out where he was like such a big part of your life and then he got you going and then that's it. Like, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. And thank you for waking up to do what you do every day because it's really important. Um, Awesome. If there was one type of person that you can meet right now that would help you take the next step towards getting your message out there and really spreading the word, who would that person be and how would they do it? We're actually already working together, which is which makes me smile, which is great. Uh, it's it's a person dialed into the business end of what I'm doing to get the systems dialed in so that I can scale my business because so much of it has just been one-on-one working with people, a couple of group coaching programs that I lead, but I, I had to step back and invest in some coaches and some mentors who are now helping me to construct the business so that we can take this worldwide. And it's not just me out there. It's me as the face, the voice, the heart, the soul, the message. But there's a machine behind it that's able to handle all the explosive growth that's ready to happen. Yeah. So those, I've been, six months or so, I've been working with those people. And it's like pulling back a slingshot. This hand's starting to shake because she's going to fly very soon. (laughs) And uh, yeah, these are the people that I needed the most. And I didn't even know I needed them until I had a conversation with another friend who nudged me in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I feel like people have played a big role in your life in that nudging. So can you speak a little bit to the importance of having good people around you that can nudge you where you need to be nudged? It's everything. The people you choose to be around, especially the energy you choose to be around is everything. Uh, Jack Canfield has a phrase that he uses called the ain't it awful bar you know you you hang out with certain groups of people and you say well i didn't have a very good day and somebody else will go you think you had a bad day let me tell you how much my life stinks and you get all these people pulling down and down it's like being in a toilet and you're all just swirling around the drain it is so important to be around people who lift you up who cheer you on who inspire you to want to be better i mean gosh listen to what's on the radio these days the talk radio, the political talk, the, the, just the, the chaos and the drama and the anger and the venom in, in, the, in the negativity that's out there and the ranting. And I get it. The world's not a perfect place. But, but there's so many people out there every day who wake up and they just look for something to complain about and they're bringing the energy down. I'm the exact opposite of that. I intentionally avoid. I mean, I know what's going on in the world. I'm aware. 
but I avoid spending extended amounts of time with people like that because it will wreck my day. So I surround myself in my newsfeed on social media and the people I follow, positive, hopeful, brainstormers, action takers, um, success seekers and achievers who cheer other people on and reach over their shoulder, say, hey, do you wanna create something better in your life? Do you wanna have some better results? Hey, come on over here, here's something I discovered. And we're all just rising up together. So I encourage people, choose to be around those people who are gonna lift you up, prop you up, cheer you on and do that for other people as well. And one of my coaching clients the other day, our whole session was talking about her family members who are the most down dragging people. And she's running two small businesses and I'm working with her. And she says, they all call me all the time and think I can just drop what I'm doing because I've, you know, because I don't have a real job. She's running two small businesses, but because she doesn't have an office, she works from home. People think they can just bother her all the time. So what do they do all day long? They call her up, they text her with all these bad news and bad energy all day long. And finally I told her, I said, look, let the phone ring. I want you to have this outgoing voicemail message in your head. Hi, this is me. Unfortunately, I don't have time to deal with your garbage today. Don't leave a message after the beep. Beep. <laughs> and I said, you, you, you have that. That's your weapon against. It's not that we don't care. But in the moment, you, know, you want to be positive. You want to surround yourself with positive people. Put up your walls to keep the negative people away. And so many people say, but I'm the only one they trust. No, you're the only one still crazy enough to answer the phone. Stop doing that. Honor yourself. Two most important words I've ever found in the English language. Honor yourself. If you're surrounded by the negative people, make yourself less available to them, even just emotionally. Don't let them drag you down. Don't let them get their hooks into you. Rise up. And it's so important to honor yourself. Start every day in the mirror. Point at that person you see. Give that person a thumbs up and just say, we're going to have a great day. We're going to make a great day happen. We're going to surround ourselves with the best people. We're not going to get dragged down. We're going to come back here tomorrow morning and give two thumbs up because we made a great day happen. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And how would you suggest people start seeking out other positive people? Because it might be um, a complicated thing for somebody to do if they've always been around negativity. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not easy. It's not like one day you just wake up and say, I'm going to be positive today and everyone around me is going to be great. That's not going to happen. But what you need to do is, is keep an eye on what's going on in your, your home, your workplace, your family, your community. What are the good things that are going on out there? Who are the, who are the people doing good things in your community? What's being celebrated on the good side of things? Be around those people. Go where they hang out. You know, I, I literally this morning, uh, I shared a comment that I, I made on somebody's post yesterday. She's single, I believe in her 40s. There are no good men around here. I keep meeting men at the bars and they're all jerks. They're married. They have other girlfriends, whatever. And oh, I'm sick and tired of getting treated like that. And I, my question was, well, why are you hanging out in the bars? Nothing against people that go to bars. That's fine. But she keeps running into the same patterns. So I said, you know, what I kind of what I suggested earlier, I said, who are you looking for? Well, I want a nice guy who is helpful and positive and this and that. I said, okay, why you like dogs? I love dogs. Great. Go volunteer one morning, one Saturday per month and go walk dogs for a local shelter. 
I guarantee you're going to meet some pretty cool people there because negative, whiny, complaining people, they don't like to volunteer. They don't like to help other people as much. So I encourage people, go where the people are that you wish to be around and just keep showing up. And also the flip side of that, the part two of that is be grateful every day for the good things that happen, the good moments. Don't just broad brush and say, I'm thankful for my job, my house, my spouse. Every day, be thankful for moments. Every morning I put pen to paper and I write down my three favorite moments from the previous day. The weirder, the better. But I do them in one line each. Um, it could be a phone conversation I had. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to put this show that we did together. That's going to be one of my moments. And when you start to stack those up, you realize, first off, the people that you're around when good things keep happening. And also that you're choosing to put yourself in places where these good things are happening. Again, the weirder, the better. Because if you write it properly and connect yourself emotionally, and I do them in just one line each, that's it. Years from now, you can open that journal up, look at it, and start laughing. And be right back in that positive place. Realize who you're around when all these great things happen. And then just keep on recreating it and replicating it. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Tell us about, in that one line, are you like writing just the moment? Are you writing something specific about the moment that you kind of vibed with? How are you like making it connect emotionally? Yeah, that's, that's it, is, is feeling, what did I feel in that moment? And, and a perfect example of that is uh, about seven years ago now, my dad and I, uh, when my dad was alive, we had to go rescue his pickup truck. Uh, it was unregistered, probably uninspectable. And it was illegal to be on the road. And we had brought it to the mechanics. And we had to bring it back. And so I said, I'll drive the old, we called her Nellie, the plow truck. I said, I'll drive Nellie. You just stay right on my bumper so no cops get behind me. Okay. So I got ahead of him a little bit and I came to a rotary. And sure enough, at the next entrance to the rotary, there's a police car. I have the right of way. So I stop, flick my lights and wave go ahead. He goes, Hey, thank you, buddy. And he goes, cause he would have nailed me sure as anything. And then we drove home and I told my father, when we get home, I go, do you see that cop? He goes, what cop? He goes, Oh my God, we would have been dead. I said, I let him go first. So the entry the next morning was got Nelly home. No cop stop. That's all it said. And I had the journal here on my desk during a podcast. And somebody said, how does that gratitude work? I said, I'll show you. I opened up the book. And I, and I just looked right at that one line and shared that story and just relived it like I'm doing right now in that moment. So if you describe it in such a way that you'll remember what you're talking about in the future, and it's an exercise, it's a muscle you build up. I can do it very, very, very well now, better than I used to, but it's a gift you give to your future self. And it, it's a beautiful gift if you can do it. I mean, my dad's been gone three years and I'm right back to that joyful moment with him, all because we did not get pulled over driving his illegal truck home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that, that's awesome. Okay, name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals of spreading your message and scaling the business. Oh gosh, I mean, just even following me on social media, I've had so many people that have shared articles that I've written or a video. Uh, I, I just did a Facebook live the other day that 
was in the parking lot of my gym saying, oh gosh, I did not feel like going to the gym today. So, okay, I went to the gym and I just shared, <laughs> people shared that like crazy. So, I mean, the best ways for me, if there's someone in your life that you know who may be struggling, just mention me to them. And I know that sounds super simple, but I've had people reach out to me in direct messages saying, oh gosh, how did you know I needed that today? Or my friend shared this with me. How did you know I needed it? Here's my answer every time. Well, I woke up, I needed it. So I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm doing, what I'm trying to create, what I'm, what I'm creating, I, I hate to use the word trying, is just this movement, this energy, this authenticity and vulnerability and being real to just keep that going out there. I don't have any slick sales techniques. I just wake up every day as me. And I do my best to, to put some energy out there. And I just, I hope it lands for somebody who really needs it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Mm -hmm. and so we're going to start with what your favorite book, movie, or podcast is. Pick one. Book, hands down. It's a book called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And it's, uh, it's a short book. It's a parable about um, a little company with a great idea. And, and I don't want to give too much of it away. It has radically impacted my life, my business. Both co-authors know this because I tag them incessantly on social media whenever somebody says, what's your favorite book? I tagged both the authors and one of them was so grateful this past summer after 15 years of me promoting their book, invited me to his home for, to enjoy dinner with him and his wife and their dog. And that, is that awesome. book continues to impact me. Um, and, and I listen, I have the audio version. I've probably listened to it 50 times. And every time there's a bit of a new lesson that maybe I wasn't aware that I needed to learn prior. Yes, that book is a great book. It's one of those that I need to, I've like read it once. I've kind of referenced it again to kind of remind myself of some ideas, but definitely want to read it again and again and again, because it's a great book. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Uh, well, I, let's see. In 2017, I set myself a goal to go to the gym 100 times. And in November of that year, right after my 104th workout, yes, victory, um, I hurt my leg and I stopped going to the gym and my leg healed shortly after, but I never quite got back to the gym. And last fall, I got weighed at my doctor's office and I was 247 pounds. That for me is very, very heavy. Gotcha. So these days, uh, this past spring, once all the snow melted, I started walking, started drinking water. Stop drinking alcohol. What I didn't drink a lot, but I would have a nice tall beverage at night. Completely stopped alcohol, which cut down about 98% of my soda because I used to mix that with the alcohol. Eat fruits. Uh, I'm eating vegetables whose names I couldn't spell six months ago. Back to the gym and just making consistent, small, healthy choices. I'm down about 25 pounds so far, which is feels great. My clothes fit again, which is nice. And every morning, instead of some sugary treat or donuts or cupcake or anything like that, or muffins, I make fruit smoothies. And my favorite one, it's called mango swamp, which I know does not sound appetizing, 
but it's super healthy and I'm eating fresh fruits and drinking water all day long. And I just feel great. So simple choices like that. I'm not following anybody's crazy routine about doing a thousand pushups at 3am, not doing any of those with the super secret formulas. I'm just being very basic. I have health related people in my life with whom I consult based on my body type and my age and everything. They make suggestions and I do what feels the best. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. What is one? And I have several roosters down the street. When I walk early in the morning, they start crowing and I'm like, they're cheering me on. So <laughs> rock, rock. I mean, I've got video of me going, wait for it. And, and I'm walk, my feet are walking in the video. I go, wait for it, wait for it. And the rooster goes off. I'm like, yes, they're cheering me on. I'm supposed to be walking today. Absolutely. Those little things. Yep. That is awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the little things, you know, the 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 tips and, and tactics and strategies that we put in place. I make all this fun. You know, make improving yourself should not be a drag. Yeah. I just I just do my best to make it actually enjoyable, an enjoyable process. Absolutely, absolutely. That is one thing I'm like. I, I was just raised just really intense. I'm still a really intense guy. And so I feel like everything I do needs to be really intense. But it's hard to be consistent with really, really intense. And so for the sake of like consistency, there are some things where it's like, okay, I really want to do that. And I really want to do it in an intense way. But let's figure out how we can do it consistently first and build back up to high levels of intensity consistently. Yeah. Something that I've had to figure out for myself, especially with working out, because I used to play football used to like just throw so much weight on my back and squat and bench so much and it's like I can't do that anymore because I stopped for so long and so I yeah. I like your do it consistently make it enjoyable yeah yeah that's a good tip for a lot of people well awesome man what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take to keep spreading that message and keep you know just helping people day by day be a living, breathing example of what's possible is, is the thing I go into every day. And, you know, it's funny. Sometimes people say, Steve, you need this one blockbuster idea. No, I don't. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing because I never know what's going to land, what's going to go viral. I've, I've had things go viral before. You know, I had a, a Facebook post I created one day when Powerball was 200, no, it was uh, $900 million right before it hit a billion in January 2016. And I saw people in the news going, you know, when I win the lottery someday, I'm going to help the homeless. And so many of us have that mindset. So what I encourage people to do, do small things every day for your health, for your wealth, for your relationships, for everything. Stop waiting for that one bolt of lightning and start putting little rumbles of thunder out there every single day. That's the way it works for me as I build my business. I don't want to have that one, one thing that goes viral that I'm known for. So every day I wake up, go work out, go for a walk, go check out the roosters, see what they're crowing about today. And I go home and I just create something and I put it out there and slow. I believe slow and steady wins the race. And I believe we can all do that in our lives. Look for the little improvement. Stop looking for lightning to strike and change your life like that. Get up every day, do something. And then the next day, be grateful for what worked and let that inspire you to go out and do the next thing the next thing, the next thing. I know I have to get up every single day and put the best version of myself out there. And it starts with the best version of myself in the mirror, taking care of myself, appreciating myself, honoring myself, giving myself a thumbs up and 
find, you know, look head to toe in the mirror. This is something I suggest to all my clients. Look yourself head to toe in the mirror, find one thing you appreciate about yourself. Even if you look, start at the top and get to the bottom and go, well, at least your socks match. Hey, great. That's something. The next day, I want you to do it again, but you can't say the socks thing. I want people to start noticing something cool about themselves and actually appreciate it because that's going to be the fuel in your tank to keep going for the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that is a great idea and something, you know, the whole positive affirmations and uh, I don't know, I forget her name, maybe Mel Robbins, Mel Gibbs. Yeah. yeah, something like yep. that. She has like the high five your heart. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it's so funny that recently came out on social media. I had done a message the day before something very similar. And I thought, look at that. You know, I'm, I'm plugged into the right energy. If Mel Robbins says it, oh my gosh, yes. Yep. And too many people think it's all fluffy. No, be real with it. You know, we have the overblown, you know, every day above ground is a great day. No, it's not. Yeah. Every day above ground is as good as we choose to make it. And it's not going to be perfect, but it's an opportunity. So I, I love, love, love the high five challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Steve, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, you know what it comes down to my biggest lessons and I got them on the mug and I'm not allowed to have liquid in the mug anymore. Cause sometimes I tilt it too much. See it, be it, do it. Start to see what your goals look like, become the person who's going to go after it, and then just start taking those little baby steps. Like we're like an old wooden roll. All right, guys, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties, but Steve, you were at see it, be it, do it. Yeah, see it, be it, do it. See the exact ultimate or even just better version of your life. The goals, hopes, dreams, desired destination. Be it, become the person you're going to need to be to go after that and to make it happen and then do it. Take the actionable steps, the little steps every single day that are going to get you closer to whatever it is you want. And I think of it like an old wooden roller coaster, not the super fast jet powered ones we have now. The old ones, you get in the car, you pull down the bar, you hope they tighten the bolts. You look up at the top of the first hill and that's one of your goals. And then you have to start going click, 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 click. You have to take every little single step. No instant fixes, no instant way to the top. You can't start halfway up and you can't skip over any steps. You have to systematically do everything. Kind of like when you want better health. You have to choose better foods. You have to get out and exercise. You have to walk. You have to go to the gym. You have to meet with certain people to gain the knowledge. We got to have them on the car with you, but you have to do these little steps every day. And when you get to the top, when you've done all the steps it takes, you get over the top and you go looking down the other side of that hill, you get to enjoy a ride to celebrate it that you couldn't stop if you tried. But that's the key. We have to stop thinking these instant fixes. Think of life like an old wooden roller coaster. And when you do achieve something, when you do something, say in your head, click, click. I've, I've got coaching clients who they are ordered every time they take a step towards one of their goals. 
hashtag click baby click and they tag me on social media and I reach out and go, all right, what'd you do? And just hearing them talk about these little steps and the way that they've learned to celebrate themselves is such a reward. And it's so cool to watch. And I, they just make me so proud. So see it, be it, do it. Awesome. I love it. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. My and pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening to this, uh, go follow Steve on social media. And if you know somebody in your life that is struggling, both mention Steve and also send them this episode. Have them listen to it. Talk to them about it. Connect them to Steve and let's make uh, things happen. Let's make sparks happen and change people's lives. The final thing that we ask you to do is not only send it to somebody that you know needs the message, but receive the message for yourself and shoot us a five-star rating on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate that. Help us get our message out to as many people as possible. Lastly, Steve, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. We're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.